Thank you for joining us to hear today's message. At Faith Assembly, our passion and purpose is loving people to life in Christ. To find out more information, visit our website, faithnewcumberland.com. Today we continue a series just looking at the, uh, this idea of growing with Jesus. Last week we talked about surrender and needing to surrender everything to Jesus. The Bible says that the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. You know, the enemy, there's an enemy of your soul, and he wants to steal what you have, kill who you are, and destroy what God has purposed for your life. And it simply says in God's word that Jesus has come to bring life and to bring not just life, but bring it more abundantly. So we have a choice. To, are we going to serve? Are we going to just do our own thing and just kind of survive through life? Or are we just going to do that? Or are we going to pursue what God has for our hearts and for our lives? Pursue the life that he has for us. So we looked last week about the idea of surrender. It begins with surrender. We need to surrender not just something to Jesus, not just surrender our Sunday to Jesus, not just surrender, you know, a, a time of our life and for Jesus. We need to surrender everything to him. Every day, picking up our cross daily, following and surrendering to him. This morning, I just want to speak for a few moments on this idea of growing in our faith. So the first idea is surrendering everything. It's laying everything down to Jesus, holding nothing back. And the second thing is growing in our faith. It's growing in our walk with Jesus. Luke chapter 2, it says it this way. It says, and Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. That idea that Jesus grew, I mean, that's just something you could just ponder and contemplate. Jesus, the Son of God, grew. He grew in wisdom. He grew in stature. He grew in favor with God, favor with men. How much more do we need to grow. Sometimes we, we think, well, I've arrived, or, oh, man, I did this, or I prayed this prayer, or I taught this class, or I went on this trip, or sometimes we can have all these things, well, this is what I did, so I've arrived, or I've finally grown up. But it's a process. We're always growing. We're always developing. And um, there's four uh, areas that it talks about Jesus growing in that we need to also grow in that we're going to look at this morning. The first is the idea of growing in practical wisdom and knowledge. Uh, second thing is physical and emotional maturity. Number three is spiritual growth. And number four is social and relational growth. We'll touch on each one for a few moments this morning. Luke chapter 2 follows Luke chapter 1 where it chronicles Jesus' birth and his early life, his early years. And it says that Jesus began to grow and Jesus began to develop and Jesus began to become the person that we see as our example and our sacrifice. The idea of growth 
literally means, when you translate it, means to make headway in spite of blows. It's, it's a term, it's actually a nautical term for uh, a boat heading out into sea and heading out into a storm that no matter what, that boat is going to make its way. It's going gonna, it's gonna to set its destination. It's going to set its direction no matter the waves that come, no matter the winds that get blown at it, no matter the, 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 the fronts that come from the storms, that boat is going to go in the right direction. That's the term that it's using here, that Jesus grew no matter the struggles he went through, no matter what issues he had to overcome. I mean, just think about this. Jesus, there's a few blows that he, he had to encounter in his life. First of all, he was to be the king, right? The king of the Jews. But Herod didn't like that, right? So Herod tried to kill all the, the babies and all, all the, the boys. And so Jesus, even at a young age, had to, had to survive this mass genocide of the Jewish male population. And then after that, Jesus' father, he's only mentioned in the early stages of his life. You know, you don't see Joseph come on the scene in the, in the scriptures later on. It, you, you see Joseph at the very beginning parts of his life. And scholars think that, you know, Mary could have been a single mom. But usually uh, Jewish men would, would marry younger younger ladies. And so maybe maybe Joseph didn't last very long. Maybe maybe he, he, he died. And so Jesus, it, it could be that Jesus grew up in a single parent home. And the struggles and the issues and the problems that that could have faced. But Jesus grew in spite of all those things. The first way, he grew in practical wisdom and understanding. He grew in practical wisdom. It says that Jesus grew in wisdom. The word here is Sophia. It's, it's the Greek word so, for wisdom, and it means practical wisdom, not just knowledge, you know, you can have all the knowledge but not have wisdom. You can have all the degrees but not have yep. wisdom. So it's practical wisdom. It's, a, it's an understanding of reality. It's an understanding of life and how to interact with life and people and, and how to make wise and good decisions and choices. God's word and his spirit are vital sources for us for learning and growing in wisdom and understanding. If you turn to Proverbs chapter 1, Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. And continuing on, it says in verse 20, Wisdom calls aloud in the street. She raises her voice in the public squares. At the head of the noisy street, she cries out. In the gateways of the city, she makes her speech. How long will you simple ones love your simple ways? How long will mockers delight in mockery and fools hate knowledge? If you had responded to my rebuke, I would have poured out my heart to you and made my thoughts known to you. But since you rejected me when I called and no one gave heed when I stretched out my hand, since you ignored all my advice and would not accept my rebuke, I, in turn, will laugh at your disaster. I will mock when calamity overtakes you, when calamity overtakes you like a storm, when disaster sweeps over you like a whirlwind, when distress and trouble overwhelm you. Then they will call to me, but I will not answer. 
They will look for me, but will not find me, since they hated knowledge and did not choose to fear the Lord. Since they would not accept my advice and spurn my rebuke, they will eat the fruit of their ways and be filled with the fruit of their schemes. Skipping down to chapter 2, it says this, My son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding, and if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. And from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He holds victory in store for the upright. He is a shield to those whose walk is blameless, for he guards the course of the just and protects the way of his faithful ones. Jesus grew in wisdom, understanding. Number two, Jesus grew in stature. Speaks of physical and emotional growth and maturity. This idea of maturity, it's an idea of, of, of a development. And as I was preparing for this, this, uh, this message, I just sensed a, just a, a heaviness on the idea of emotional maturity. That I just sense that we're in just this time in our society and our culture where we have so much around us. We have so many things around us, but we lack oftentimes an emotional maturity. That the struggles sometimes that people wrestle with and the issues that they battle to overcome, there's a root there of emotional maturity. People have a focus on physical growth, right? If you, if you read things or articles, I mean, there's, there's a lot of interest in growing physically, whether it's health or uh, exercise or development that way or academic growth. But when you talk about emotional growth or emotional maturity, sometimes it's a, an area of weakness in our culture and in our society. People today seem to be having a more difficult time dealing with real life issues, problems, obstacles. Therefore, people are trying to escape real life. They're trying to escape reality through different means, relationships, substances, sometimes addictions. And this past week, there was a someone that committed suicide. I'm sure there was many, but there was a prominent uh, pastor that uh, out in California who who uh, was had wrestled and dealt with depression, and um, and he committed suicide. And I, I guess my heart and my my heart had been real heavy for his family and his church in that situation. But there's so many people struggling in their emotions. So many people struggling physically, but also emotionally. Jesus grew in maturity in the area of physical growth, but also in emotional health and emotional growth. And my call, my prayer for you is if you're struggling emotionally, if you're struggling in the area, I, I, I just plead with you, talk to someone. Get, get the help that you need. There's, there's help out there. There's 
there's people that would love to support you and pray for you and be an encouragement to you. Sometimes it's just surrounding yourself with the right people, yeah. the right influence. Sometimes it's just listening to the right voices, yes. right? There's a lot of voices out there today. But Jesus wants you to grow emotionally. He wants you to, to mature emotionally. He wants you to help others. Yeah. You know, it's, it's become, I feel like, an epidemic. So there's going to be people that need help. How do I process life? How do I grow? How do I, how do I encounter, when I encounter tough things in life, how do I overcome them and become a, a, a victorious Christian in the Lord, you know? Some people have a, a real shallow Christianity where once they encounter a problem or something just doesn't go quite their way, that they say, this isn't for me, you know, I must, I must, you know, have to do something else. But we need to develop and grow that when we follow Jesus, there are going to be things that happen that we don't like, right? There's going to be things that we encounter that don't go our way. There might be jobs that we lose or relationships that don't last or things that happen but when it comes to maturity, we yeah. are able to serve him and follow him no matter what. It's just like that ship. Those storms are coming, but you're headed in the same direction. You're going you're gonna to battle through those winds, those waves, and those storms. You're going to grow, and you're going to develop physically and emotionally. Number three, Jesus grew in favor with God. It speaks of spiritual growth. That word for favor is the word for grace. Mm. Jesus grew in grace with God. We need to grow in the grace of God. Second Peter 3 says it this way. Second Peter 3.18 says, Grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Grace. It's what we don't deserve, right? Mm -hmm. It's his unmerited favor, unearned favor. It's not something that we did. We did the right things, and okay, now we get his grace. No, it's we don't deserve his forgiveness. We don't deserve his love. We don't deserve his mercy, yet he gave it to us. Anyways, so growing in that idea of grace, that it's because of his grace for me. Here's three simple steps to grow spiritually. Number one is a personal relationship with Jesus. A personal relationship with Jesus. Would you bow your heads with me this morning? A personal. I just want to pause. I sense someone's just struggling today. And Jesus wants you to make a decision today. Will you surrender everything to him? Will you serve Jesus because you want to serve Jesus, because you want to make a personal decision. You want to have this to be a personal thing. Maybe someone today, their relationship is because of someone else, or maybe it's for someone else, 
or maybe for different, all kinds of different reasons. But today, Jesus is calling and saying, will you serve me? Will you have a personal walk with me? personal developing intimacy with the Lord. So if that's you, just in your heart, say, Jesus, I want to have a personal walk with you. I want to serve you with all my heart. I want to surrender everything to you, Jesus. Help me to follow you in Jesus' name. Amen. It begins with a personal relationship with him. Number two, we grow spiritually as we learn from other followers of Jesus. And this is the idea of discipleship. Learning from other followers of Jesus. Watching how they live, how they interact, how they love Jesus, how they love their families how they love their wives, their spouses. The idea of community, getting around other followers of Jesus for prayer and encouragement and learning from them. That's why we try to be intentional about different ministries and things and events that we have. It's just a way to, to have community and to have us interacting with one another. Maybe it's not a Bible study or it's not a worship session, but... It's a time where we can rub shoulders with one another. We can encourage one another. We can, you know, re recognize sometimes, you know, uh, maybe an example would be a game night or uh, something fun that we did at, at camp uh, this past summer. And, man, there wasn't always times where we were just sitting down and praying and singing a song, but we were having a conversation. We realized, oh, man, someone's struggling here or, or someone's having a victory here. We can celebrate with them. It's just the idea of learning from others. It helps us in our, in our spiritual growth with Jesus. And the last area is, is, is helping others follow Jesus. Helping others follow Jesus. That's when you share your faith. Yeah. You pray for one another. You, you serve others. You, you begin to disciple someone else. The question is, how am I growing in my relationship with Jesus? Am I helping others grow in their walk with Jesus? I was downstairs just right before service and, and uh, just saw Brandon and Jonna getting things ready downstairs. And, and I just was overcome. I was just like, I just really appreciated their, their efforts and their hard work. Every week, man, they, they are down there loving on our kids and teaching them and, and uh, putting time in. And I just I appreciate you guys. I think it's Jonna downstairs today. So Brandon's uh, up here this morning, and I just appreciate you appreciate so many of our volunteers and leaders that give of their time and sacrifice to invest in uh, kids, adults, you know, uh, married, single, young adults, investing your time and your energy, helping others follow Jesus. Yeah. The cool blessing is that is that's how you grow, too, yeah. you know. 
we stunt, we get stunted in our growth when we stop helping others. We say, well, it's just, I'm just going to, I'm in a season where it's just kind of all about me. Well, you're going to only grow to a certain part. And then you begin to give out and you begin to give back and you begin to help others. It's like, man, you're growing as you do that. And the last area, Jesus grew in favor with men. This idea of social and relational growth. Favor with men. Healthy relationships with others. If we need God's grace to grow spiritually, how much more sometimes practically do we need God's grace to grow in our relationships with others, right? The line I, I felt I needed to say this morning when it came to this area is this. When all else fails, say I'm sorry, yep. ask for forgiveness, and try again. Yep. When all else fails, say I'm sorry, ask for forgiveness, and try again. The enemy would want nothing more than for pride to set in on, in our relationships. And for us to, to really battle forgiveness and grace when it comes to our relationships with others. But Jesus says, one way of growth is having grace with other people around us. Yes. We need God's grace in our families. We need God's grace in our marriages. We need God's grace with our neighbors. We need God's grace with other Christian brothers and sisters. Maybe you're searching, well, I'm looking for the perfect church. I'm, I'm just looking for that church that has no struggles or, or are no, no issues. Well, you've come to the wrong place. Every church, every, every community has problems and issues because we're people, right? Yeah. Every marriage, there's no perfect marriage, you know? Marriage takes work. Marriage takes prayer. Marriage takes perseverance. Marriage takes grace. Forgiveness. Krista has a lot of grace for me. We need to grow in our relationship. Maybe today you're struggling in that area. So, you know, I, I love Jesus with all my heart, man. I'm, I feel like I'm growing, but maybe, maybe you're struggling in your relationships with others. Your friendships, your coworkers, maybe your family. Maybe you're not speaking to your family. Maybe you're having issues, struggles with your family. When all else fails, say, I'm sorry. Ask for forgiveness and try again. Those inside the church and those outside the church. I'm going to sing a song I wrote just based on Proverbs chapter 1, this idea of wisdom. It's a song I just, I felt, I wrote it actually a few months ago and just felt like God was speaking. He wanted to cry out that he wants all of us to hear his word, to hear his call, that he is calling out wisdom or he's calling out Sophia, that word for wisdom in the Bible. And will we respond to his call when he calls to us? Mm -hmm. 
passing through my day some lead me right and some lead me astray in my bewildering confusion I hear his voice begin to say I hear him calling out Sophia I hear him calling out with love don't you know today. Maybe you've been struggling. Jesus says, I want you to respond to my call today. I'm calling out wisdom. Wisdom is calling out. We respond to his love and his grace.
you, Lord. Jesus, the name of God.